walking off the counter. Log Talk Radio. Hold on for a second. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. You know, I had it all charged. It was like 100% charged, and if you don't use it, there we go. There's our crowd. Woo-hoo. Welcome to Wednesday Wednesday. Say what? Say what? Are you blogging out there? Uh, Netherlands, are you there? Uh, anybody there? Everybody's there. We want to say howdy to everybody there. I can never see who's there. Hey, you're out there. You know you're there. Cannabis kid, where are you? You're not here. Yeah, you got a boo. You're going to get a boo again if you don't get back here. Silver Sister's here. Yay! The green room's here somewhere. Yeah, I know you guys are here. Smoky in there, guys. Super smoky. What's going on in there, huh? What's going on in there? All right. Well, it is Wednesday. It is Wednesday, Wednesday. It's November 28th. Oh, it's Fleetwood Mac night. Oh! Tell us what's up with the weed shop. Where do you get those? At Tumbleweed Health Center. No. Coming soon. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. Hang out at Tumbleweed. Come get certified. Um, are we live on air? We don't know yet. We're going to check and make sure that we're live on air. But come down if you want to get certified. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Um, no, sweet. You just are. <laughs> That's funny. Thought I lost my try. We were chatting and cleaning the bong, and then all of a sudden it was like, why did everything get so quiet? Oh, because we're live now. Ha-ha. Welcome to Week Day Wednesday. Oh, I'm the bell. to the honor of the bell. Woo-hoo. Is this the special one we got? Or is... No. There was a new one. This was the new one. Is this the dawning of the green era? You bet your butt. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. I uh, always feel like uh, Kathy Lear and Hoda are here when we they chime in. Um, so we say Wednesday, Tumbleweed Health Center, come on down if you want to get certified. Uh, here are a list of the things that you can get certified for. We've got, well, if you have PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, 
HIV, AIDS, ALS. And sorry to hear the way the hear the creator of SpongeBob passed away just the other day at 56 from ALS. So we're very sad to hear that. Um, thank you for such a wonderful creation, though. Uh, kids everywhere. Uh, SpongeBob is the guy that lives in the, in the ocean. I I did not know they were underwater. I know it. I know it. it not until like two years ago. And I yeah. We won't go there. I like my bubble. It's a good bubble. Wonder when I got the clinic. If you have Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, a chronic or debilitating disease, or a medical condition, or just the treatment, if any of the medication or therapies or anything that you're doing to help relieve any of these things causes any of these things, um, a debilitating disease or a medical condition that causes wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, uh, severe or persistent muscle spasms, including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Yep, give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can always get us at thctucson at gmail.com. And you can go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and check that out. Also, we want to give a shout-out to the Grower's House. Uh, growershouse.com at 3635 East 34th Street in Tucson. Go check them out. Giant new warehouse. Um, awesome, helpful folks down there. So if you want to grow anything, get on down there. If you can grow cannabis, do it. Get down there. They've got great stuff for that. Uh, they got great stuff for growing strawberries. We also want to give a shout out to Canna Health Online Digital Magazine. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. All right. Check them out. Um, you can check them out online. Uh, let me see. If you go to our website and you go to the radio section and you scroll on down and you just click on their picture, cannahealthmagazine.com. Check them out. They've got lots of new issues going on. Um, finding They've got their latest one about finding an MMJ doctor that you trust. Um, Patients Out of Time, which is a great organization. We went and saw, uh, we went and saw their training. Uh, what year was that? 2012. 2012. And, um, yeah, it was a really great conference. It was very overwhelming for us, but it was very awesome. We met a ton of great people and uh, lots of new friends that we have now. And, in fact, uh, Mr. Platshorn, 
happy late birthday. You just had a birthday. Uh, so did Belstar. I think your birthday is right the day after Belstar's birthday. I think it fell on um, Thanksgiving this year. Uh, what else? So check out Kenna Health. There's all sorts of times. There's interviews, uh, talks about strain reviews, talks about um, alter- alternative medicines, Trican alternatives, it says, uh, holistic medicine, lots of different interviews. Um, so check it out, Canna Health Online Digital Medicine. And you can get there right from our website at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Uh, let's see, what do we got going on this morning? What's happening in the weed world this morning? Oh, uh, South Korea legalized cannabis. Uh, and they're the first of their country over there um, to, do, to do so. So way to go, South Korea. Let's see what we got going on. In fact, we'll find a little article about that. I was just preoccupied um, by this article. There was two of them. One of them was, uh, we love these magazines. This is Newsweek. It's a special Newsweek. One of them said, this I don't like this. If you legalize cannabis, we'll kill a puppy. And they're talking about some state was talking about, which we could take a look at. Illinois. Um, Illinois. Let's see. If you want it, we'll read it. It's not very long. Let's see what they have to say. It's not a very very nice title. If you legalize cannabis, we'll kill this puppy. Well, I don't don't think that's the truth, but we'll see what happens. Oh, did you hear the bells? Did ever get nervous? I just spilled my chest. All right. A county official who trains police dogs in Illinois uh, has said it created a, a firestorm on social media in May when he predicted that legalizing cannabis in his state would lead to the euthanization of canine service dogs. The several dog trainers have since pushed back against those claims, telling Newsweek that euthanizing dogs conditioned to respond to the smell of cannabis would be absurd and ridiculous, and not to mention just flipping cruel. The fracas started when um, Macomb County Sheriff Howard Buffett, son of billionaire Warren Buffett, claimed in an interview that entire units of canine officers would have to be replaced if voters approved legalizing canvases they are on the cusp of doing in the next election. The biggest thing for a law enforce for law enforcement is you're going down to replace all your dogs, Buffett is quoting as saying in the in the pantograph, a local newspaper. So to me it's a giant step forward for drug dealers and it's a giant step backward for law enforcement and the residents of the community. So let's just take a break here. Seriously that they train dogs to just only search out weeds. Oh, come on. I don't know if I believe that. Chad Larner, training director of the Canine Training Academy in Macon, Macon, sorry, there's no Macon County, Macon County, Illinois, went a step further and told the Pantograph, Pantograph, not Penta, Panta. Kind of magazine. Many of the state's 275 dogs may have to be euthanized if voters approve recreational use. Oh, Lord. Larner and Buffett, neither of whom responded to Newsweek's request for comment, have since attempted to well back those claims. It's asinine. I fell out of my chair when I saw that. It's just insane, said Officer Marcel Patterson, the canine coordinator for the Oakland Police Department in California. 
When asked if any dogs had been euthanized as a direct result of legalization, he emphatically said no and described it as a ridiculous proposition. The dogs may have to be reassigned or retired, he said, but typically they go on to lead long lives with their handlers. Whoa. Let's get one thing straight. The handlers love their dogs. He said, I've never seen a case where a handler didn't want their dog. Even if for some reason the handler didn't want the dog or couldn't care for the dog after retirement, we would ultimately find the dog another home. Putting the dog down has never been an option. <laughs> Both the Seattle Police Department and the Denver Police Department have also denied using euthanasia to weed out dogs that respond to cannabis. In interviews with Newsweek, Two other independent canine handlers denied rumors that euthanasia has already been used to weed out marijuana-responsive dogs. It's absolutely unequivocally not true, said Mark Spoli, general counsel for the California Narcotic Canine Association, when asked if euthanization was used. The dogs are either being retired or placed in a situation where marijuana is still legal to possess. For example, jails, prisons, and other uh, were still illegal to possess. Other correctional facilities. Hello. See, they got use for the dogs. Through his work, Rispoli has become familiar with dog training in Oregon, Washington, and Colorado. He said he's never heard about cases in those states either. Again, it would be the most absurd thing I've ever heard, Rispoli concluded. If Illinois legalizes in the next election, it will join nine other states and Washington, D.C. State legislatures have inched closer to putting that issue before voters, while a referendum in Cook County showed that 68% of voters supported the idea of legalization. Of course they do. And no one's going to put the puppies down if you legalize cannabis will kill the puppies. Oh my lord. That's, yeah. What are you guys smoking back there? Because we're a little late on this little thing I've ever heard. Hello. Any bloggers out there? Hey, we want to give a quick shout out um, and a thank you to everybody who helped us become one of the top 10 um, cannabis radio stations. In the world. No, we don't want to open the photos. We want to go. Jeez Louise. We want to go to where that article was. Oh, boy. This is why I don't do Facebook. I get all sorts of crazy things popping up. Someone's mooning with a Santa Claus. Did you see that one? A mooning Santa. Thank you for the mooning Santa. I'm not quite sure what to do with that one. Um, I didn't see who sent it yet. So let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Well, anyway... Somehow, somebody voted, uh, and someone took note of our radio show that's been going on for almost seven years. And they decided that we were in the top ten. I believe, actually, I can find it here. I did send that article to Silver Sister, so I might be able to scroll back and find it in here somewhere. But I'll check it out. Um, And I'm sure it's on my Facebook page somewhere, but I don't know how to do Facebook. (laughs) So um, we'll have to find it. Maybe you can find it and resend it to me. But anyway, thank you so much. That's a really prestigious honor. I mean, top top ten out of I don't know how many cannabis uh, radio shows there are, but I'm sure there are quite a bit out there. And like I said, we've been doing it for almost seven years since we started, um, and we just turned seven. So thank you very much for coming to the session. We're just turning seven. I'm trying to find this on my page real quick. Although I posted some some cool things. Hemp ethanol is about five times cheaper than gasoline. We'll read some of this stuff uh, for you later as we try and find this. So anyway, Silver Sister's trying to find it. I'm going to read you about hemp ethanol because people need to know that back in the day, Henry Ford, when our first cars were created, they were running on this. And they were made of this. And they were running really well. 
So I'm not quite sure what the heck happened. Well, we know what happened. Money happened. But check this out. We'll read you a little article here. Potfacts.ca. Ah, look at that. That's a great little logo with the uh, maple leaf and the pot leaf inside. I like it. So you know what? I'm going to actually copy and post this over to our bloggers out there this morning. And uh, you guys can read along. So let's see. Where are we going? Hemp ethanol is about five times cheaper than gasoline. According to biofuel expert Tim Castleman, hemp ethanol could be produced for $1.37 for $1.37 per gallon, plus the cost of the feedstock, with technological improvements and tax credits reducing the price another dollar or so per gallon. Ah, that's it. There you go. Why did that? That was a very short article. Okay, well. There you have it, $1.37 per gallon, plus the cost of feed stock. Okay, well, we'll go with that. Um, We'll also go with uh, the other article I posted this morning. Oh, yeah, I want to hear about this uh, home delivery rule for for Michigan. Because right now on Maps, sadly, um, there are a lot of illegal businesses out there. And by illegal, I mean non um, state approved dispensaries. And Weed Maps is not doing anything to take those down, which I think is lame because they're misleading people. We've had elderly people come in and say, yeah, um, we had uh, so-and-so show up to our door and, you know, said, well, which dispensary were they from? Oh, I don't know. So you got to be really careful when you're dealing with deliveries. We have about, in, in our town, is it 17, 19, 15 to 19 dispensaries, something like that, that are actual dispensaries that you can actually get your uh, cannabis delivered right to your home from legally. And that's what you want to do is you want to get legal. Um, so let's see. What we got here? Michigan approves home delivery. Rules for home delivery. <laughs> Michigan lawmakers have approved Permitted medical marijuana license rules, including a provision to allow dispensaries to deliver to drug to the drug to oh, deliver the drug to cardholders' homes. Regulations were passed Tuesday by the Joint Committee on Administrative Rules, a panel of legislators that oversees rules proposed by uh, state agencies. The regulations largely mirror, mirror emergency rules already in place, but the authorization of home delivery is new. Provisioning centers will be able to deliver two and a half ounces, two and a half ounces of marijuana per patient, and up to ten deliveries at a time. The state is in the midst of licensing medical marijuana businesses under 2016 law. Well, that's interesting that they're only see so that um, that does kind of make sense though, because so they're saying they can only have X amount of ounces on their delivery person at any one time in case you decide to rob them. So. They're only going to have 25 ounces or whatever on them. Um, all right, so let's see here. Oh, why did this do this? Okay, now we found the Facebook post. Let's see if we can find it now. But you can get, see, now I don't know how they, um, do they weigh out dabs and concentrates as part of that weight as part of our ounces here? Is that how that? Yeah, I think that's how they do it. 
So here we go. Here's a quick shout out. Top 10 marijuana podcasts you must subscribe to and listen to. Updated November 26th. Marijuana podcast. The best marijuana podcast from thousands of marijuana podcasts on the web using search and social metrics. Um, Subscribe to these websites because they're actively working on education and inspiring and empowering their readers with frequent updates and high quality information. These podcasts are ranked based on following criteria. Uh, Google reputation and Google search ranking, influence and popularity on Facebook, Twitter, and social media, quality and consistency of podcasts, sorry, I missed my birthday, uh, Feed Spots editorial team and expert reviews. So thank you to Feedspot for, oh, what happened? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> our, uh, our, there we go. Thank you to Feedspot for, no, not boo. See, look at that. Can't even handle it. Thank you, Beatspot, for picking us. Uh, it says, congratulations to every podcast that made the top 10 uh, marijuana podcast list. This is the most comprehensive comprehensive list of best marijuana podcasts on the Internet, and I'm honored to have you as part of this. I personally give you a high five. I want to thank you for the contribution uh, that you've given to the world. If your podcast is one of the top 10 marijuana podcasts, you have the honor of displaying this badge. So let's see. Do they? Okay. So they list them all. Um, here we go. And you can sign up. In fact, I'm going to post this. Hold on. I'm going to post this on our blog so you can actually sign up to Feedspot and get more cool information and things like that. Um, so there you go. And here we go. I'm going to read you the top ten because it's cool. Marijuana Today. And this is a about blog. Marijuana is a podcast about the business and politics of marijuana. It's a nerdy and in-depth discussion for those who want a behind-the-scenes look at the latest marijuana news. All right. And let's see. Website is mjtodaypodcast.com. Dude Grows Show Show Cannabis. Dude Grows Show Cannabis Podcast. The Dude Grows Show Cannabis Podcast brings you great marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. Every episode is packed with information on teaching you how to grow marijuana indoors, and out. Excellent. Dogrows.libsyn.com. There's ours. Ours weekday, Wednesday. Uh, live medical marijuana cannabis radio show interviews, news, strain reviews, product reviews, information about anything and everything medical marijuana. In the weeds. Expert analysis on cannabis and marijuana podcasts. This is uh, a podcast you follow from time to time to get the latest update news and information about marijuana. It's about uh, post about once a week. Um, and then we've got Canna Insider provides weekly interviews with the leading voices of a rapidly growing cannabis marijuana industry. Listen in and learn as visionaries discuss the trends and technology that are shaping the industry. And that's at cannainsider.libsyn.com. Is that library? The Green Rush Podcast. Uh, it's a business, it's about the business of cannabis. They'll talking to they'll be talking to newsmakers on the front lines uh, who are building the legal cannabis market, and you get about two of those per week, and that's at um, this is a big one. Let's see. Well, you can just click on the link we gave you to check it out. Uh, the Marijuana Solution Podcast covers the cannabis industry around the world, and you get about two podcasts a month. And then um, Periodic Effects Cannabis Business and Science Podcast. Periodic Effects is a podcast focused on the business and science of cannabis. 
uh, Wayne Schwinn, the CEO of and founder of Periodic Edibles, a cannabis-infused caramel company, hosts the show. Uh, it takes a deeper look at the business owners, founders, and, and executives inside the cannabis industry. Uh, Vote Pro podcast. It covers all aspects of cannabis legalization and reform in an educational, provocative, and often irreverent way. And Consider Cannabis. It's, this podcast is about blogs. The show shares the stories of medical marijuana patients and provides information on the health benefits of using cannabis for wellness. And you can find all those on our blog. And I can post that. Um, and that already was posted on Facebook. And that's neat. So you've got a, a wide range of We've got patient stories, science, business, growing, um, and shows like ours that are just a little bit of everything. So thank you again for voting us in. We really appreciate it. It means it really, really, really does mean a lot. It's almost seven years of doing this every week. It's a big commitment, and we're honored to do so. And look at that pretty clean bomb. It's, mm-hmm. it's damn near clean, but not quite good enough. We'll get there. I need. I just need a whole bottle of the... Uh, Alcohol to soak it in. A 91 brief. Yeah, ace. Get the big old two-gallon. Yeah, the bucket of it. All right. Woohoo! Top 10 cannabis podcast. Woohoo! All right, so let's get to some more news. There's another article um, in in the news special Newsweek edition. You can find these at Sprouts. I'm sure uh, any place that has magazines that sells Newsweek, they're all over. Walgreens has them. I've seen it at Walgreens. Uh, I'm sure Walmart, Target, wherever you go shopping, I'm sure they have it. So here's one. Is cannabis endangering this cuddly little creature? The Humboldt Martin is rarely photographed thanks to its threatened status and elusive nature. For decades, the species was believed to be extinct. Look how cute that is. That is just the cutest little thing, the Martin. The Humboldt Martin is suffering from the effects of cannabis farming from deforestation to poison food chains. I think we read this like last year, but we'll read it again. See how, see how it goes. Um, whoa. The Martin, a furry weasel-like creature known as California's answer to the Tasmanian devil could be driven to extinction. And according to government research, the pot industry is at least partially to blame. After decades of trapping, forest clearing, and cannabis cultivation, these animals could soon be an endangered species in California, according to a report released by the State Department of Fish and Wildlife that recommends the Martin be listed under the State's Endangered Species Act. Northern California, where the Humboldt Martin, uh, Martin Carina Humboldt Tenesis lives, has become popular for both legal and illegal cannabis cultivation. That's true. There's a lot of really bad illegal things happen. You'll hear about it. Uh, with Humboldt County residing, this one is known as the Emerald Triangle. Um, it's been popular for both legal and illegal cannabis cultivation. As forests are cleared to grow cannabis, the Martin's habitat has been disrupted, the report said. The Martin's personality doesn't help, since it's not exactly the type to run and hide when it could stand and fight. Tierra Curry from Portland State Center for Biological Diversity told The Guardian the creature is a kitten that thinks it's a honey badger. Because look how cute it is. It does look like a little tiny honey badger kitten. It's really cute. Some scientists say that more research is needed to understand the scope of the damage. I think if we look harder, we're going to find a lot of different species that are going to be impacted in a negative way. Murad uh, Gabriel, co-director of Integral Ecology Research Center, told Newsweek, Martins are highly specialized in their habitat. 
preferring areas full of low dense branches that provide cover from larger predators like bobcats. When humans enter the forest, this low cover is often first to be cleared, and part of these clearances often involve leaving traps to keep animals away from any crops. Not only is forest habitat being lost to cannabis crops, but the use of rat poison is yet another threat to the marten and other wildlife. Cannabis growers use it to kill rodents, but it might also hurt or kill animals that unknowingly eat poison, like marten. There is clear and stark evidence that we have widespread contamination in our forests, says Gabriel, a research facility member at the University of California, Davis. Gabriel and a team of scientists found high levels of rat poison in the northern spotted owl population, a threatened species that also lives in Northern California. This led the scientists to believe that other animals like foxes and wolves could also be affected once the poison is introduced to the food chain. It can then spread, um, it can spread through scavengers like birds who can in turn introduce it to whichever animal is unlucky enough to choose them for a snack. The poison can also run into the rivers, bringing the wild salmon population in the Northwest River to 5% of its historical norm. Driving the issue is the increasing converse, uh, conversion of private timberland uh, into private, illegal, and unpermitted cannabis cultivation sites, said a statement from the university. According to The Guardian in Humboldt County, 70% of northern spotted owls and 40% of barred owls found dead or killed, tested positive for poison. Damn. In Humboldt County alone, there are believed to be 4,000 to 15,000 cannabis cultivation sites on private property, in addition to illegal cultivation on public land, the Guardian reported. The martens were once common in the coastal mountains in California. The population saw a sharp decline from logging or old-growth forests and trapping the creatures. The animal was thought to be extinct until it was rediscovered in the redwood forest in 1996. The total global populations of Martin is fewer than 400, according to the Center for Biological Diversity, an Arizona-based nonprofit working to protect endangered animals. Approximately 100 of these are currently known to live in Oregon, and 200 can be found in California, placing the vast majority of the Martin population in cannabis legal states. This could have the effect of regulating cannabis growth. Legal growers are forced further into hiding, putting newer areas of forest, uh, forest in danger. Oregon, furthermore, presents another problem for the marten. It is illegal. Oh, it is legal in the state to trap animals without any maximum set per trapper. With marten pelts selling for 20 bucks each, any trapper hoping to make a profit will have to catch many of the furry creatures. Overall, more funding is needed for scientists to look into the po uh, problem, says Gabriel. This is part of the reason why earlier this year, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife recommended the marten status be changed from a species of concern to endangered. In August, the California Fish and Game Commission voted to classify the marten as endangered, giving it protection under the state's Endangered Species Act. Good job. Humboldt martens are the wild heart of the Pacific Northwest ancient forest, so I hope state protection will be a first step toward their long recovery. Curry said, losing this fierce, incredible little creature to extinction, extinction would be horrible. Let's not lose them to extinction. That would be horrible. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible thought. But you know what a really good thought is? Puff, 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 pu
I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop, cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, aw, they got volcano I'm gonna smoke some weed Only got $20 in my pocket I'm a looking for a pot shop This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a run, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed, the people have agreed. So that whole time, now I'm back. Yeah, I know. So I forgot to unmute. So that whole thing I just did. 
was yeah, because uh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We have time. I'm sure we have time. Oh my goodness! All right, so here we go. We're going to um, we're going to get you all going on with the cannabis cannon. That was weird. Is there anyone out there blogging? And I was just going and going and going. All right. Well, here we go. The cannabis cannon uh, with a little uh, music to boot. Even before legalization swept the U.S. Weed was always an integral part of our popular culture. Where's my chai? Seems like a bohemian kind of thing to do, have some chai right now. Maybe I'll even hit the bomb because, you know, I did just read this entire thing out loud. I'm a little tired, so here we go. Music, Cap Calloway, Reaperman. Here it is. Take a listen for a second. Let's see if we get some lyrics in here. Now we're back on. And you can hear everything really well. Like super well. So have a hit. Take a break. And that's not Cat Calloway. Oh. Okay. Here we go. A nod to the intense uh, love affair between the popular jazz of the 20s and 30s with cannabis. We're including Reaper Man as cannabis because it's a rare instance from before the days of cannabis prohibition, which began in 1937, of an ode to the Lucy Green. Calloway, Louis Armstrong, and many of the jazz uh, age's biggest names were cannabis users and advocates. Sure. And the Beatles, this is great. Got to get you into my life. 1966. Um, let's turn that down just a little bit so you can hear a little better. Uh, the song might sound like it's a love letter to a woman Paul McCartney's longing for, but according to an interview with Sir Paul, the Beatles were actually singing about something they had just been introduced to, perhaps by Bob Dylan, and they hope to see a bit more of it in the coming years. Cabot! Bob Dylan, Rainy Day Women number 12 and 35. She gets those. 1966, picture below. That's a young Bob with his little little curly hair. So cute, I know. He looks like he's just gazing me. I know. <laughs> from the same year as the Beatles offering, Bob Dylan's track from the vulnerable Blonde on Blonde offers the most straightforward cannabis advocacy in the 60s. Everybody must get stoned. Peter Tosh legalized it in 1976. Let's see if we can get back to the Cab Calloway. Um, let's see. Nope. I guess they just don't want to. Oh, yep. That's it. There we go. Here's the reefer man. All right. Peter Tosh, 1976, legalized it. It's unsurprising that it's one of the members of the Whalers, Tosh, who most explicitly came out in favor of political uh, change regarding cannabis. He even offers to advertise uh, for it if it's legalized. In the 1970s, having a whaler in your corner was a big, big deal. And we all know, smoke two joints by the toys, 1983. Wow, that was a crazy year, 1983. Yeah. You were a tiny baby. Uh, way before Sublime's ubiquitous beach bum <coughs> cover came an earworm in the 90s, there was 
toys version of the prank homage to staying lifted. All those joints may, however, have contributed to the group's struggle to match this catchy anthem. So there, oh, what the heck happened? This has been a technologically goofy day. All right. Uh, Cypress Hill, Hits from the Bomb. 1993. Usually performed while taking hits from a comically large bomb, sometimes larger than the band members themselves. Uh, this hip-hop classic speaks for itself. Afro Man, Because I Got High. 2000. A cult classic sending up stoner ter- stereotypes with incongruous glee, pushing through its whimsical book. From cleaning his room to going to class to showing up in court, Afro Man admits he just can't seem to stop getting high long enough to get anything done, like an after school special character who's completely owning his own decisions. We thought that was All right, and for television, that 70s show pictures, right? That's a great photo. Uh, while it's true, the sitcom was never allowed to explicitly say what was going on in Foreman's basement was actually pot smoking. As straightest generation parents say, uh, parents always bought the idea that the smell was intense. Over the course of eight seasons, every time the main characters gathered in a circle around Foreman's table, viewers at home knew what was going on. And then there's weed. Um, Oh, Nancy. The saga of Nancy Botwin, California widow, soccer mom, cannabis queenpin, began when legalization wasn't even a twinkle in Colorado's eye. But by the time it ended, after seven years and dozens of madcap adventures in the black market, Mary Lee Parker Botwin was a poster child for the new cannabis culture. She was suburban, had no criminal record, and was a woman. <laughs> Looking back with the benefits of a dozen odd years, Weeds was pivotal in George W. Bush's U.S. That's awesome. That was a great series. Kind of a little wacky. It did get a little wacky. We will say that. Um, Broad City, 2004 to present. I was surprised when people's reaction was like, these girls are filthy. Uh, Lana Glazer, one of Broad City's brilliant uh, community duo, along with Abby Jacobson, Told the New York Post in 2014, smoking pot doesn't feel like a filthy thing to me. Neither does uh, does the sex or nudity. It's cut together in a way that's heightened, but the content is not that crazy. Now four seasons deep, the show continues to push the cannabis normalization envelope. I have not seen that. High maintenance. Picture the book. It does look like it. It's like a spray crate. 2016 to present. Focusing on the career of a cannabis bike delivery person in New York City, I maintenance hilariously and often strikingly displays the sheer variety of folks who smoke in the city. Like perhaps no other show focused on weed, I maintenance presents a realistic image of the shadow cannabis economy in Prohibition State. I maintenance. That's a good one. Okay, movies. I love you. Alice B. Topless, 1968. Named after poet uh, Gertrude Stein's partner, Known for her delicious and pot, uh, potent brownies, this Peter Sellers comedy follows a straight-laced lawyer who falls for his brother's hippie girlfriend, of course. <laughs> Up in Smoke, 1978, is a source of many of our most enduringly negative cannabis stereotypes, like the lazy stoner and epic burnout. Yeah, it's one of the funniest stoner comedies of all time, spawning sequels and a style that persists to this day. Oh, heck yeah. 
Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Who Can Forget Spicoli, 1982. Fast Times isn't just about cannabis, to be sure. It's a heartfelt, hilarious send-up of all things high school. It's also a classic that introduced the world to, among other things, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, but it's also Sean Penn's Jeff Spicoli, who steals the show by being so stoned that he orders pizza in class. That was awesome. Dazed and Confused, 1993. Why does everybody like this movie? We keep getting older, but it stays the same age. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Friday, uh, 1995, pictured opposite. That looks like a whole lot of trouble. Uh, if this movie took place on any other Friday in the lives of Craig Ice Cube and Smokey Chris Tucker, uh, it might consist of a lot less shenanigans and a lot more sitting on the porch smoking weed if smoking characterization is as thorough as it appears to be. Uh, Half-Baked, 1998. When his friend Kenny gets sent to prison for accidentally killing a police horse, Thurgood, Dave Chappelle, and his roommate start selling weed to get Kenny out of jail. The only problem, Thurgood also meets a viciously anti-cannabis woman named Mary Jane Potman and has to choose between love and cannabis. Mary Jane Potman. Come on. Yeah. 2004, Harold and Kumar go to the White Castle. A pot odyssey in which two stoner roommates get the <laughs> unincorrigible grave for White Castle. Uh, the film introduced Cal Penn and John Cho to the world while reintroducing us to Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, let's give it up for Neil Patrick Harris. I haven't seen that. But he's one of my favorite all-time movies in the Ways to Die in the West. Oh, my God, he's kissing her. He's, he's Frenching her. He's actually Frenching her. You should grow a mask. I can't afford one. The wax is lotion. <laughs> Watch it now, folks. Whatever you're doing, you're excused from it. If you're going to work, stop, put it around, skip, go back, go home, put it on. Smiley Face, 2007. As classic among cannabis film nerds as it is uh, premise is simple, Smiley Face stars Anna Faris as a woman who has a series of adventures after eating way too many pop cupcakes. <laughs> Smiley Face, 2007. Pineapple Express, 2008. When a process server, Seth Rogen, witnesses a murder committed by a local drug drug lord, he and his dealer, James Franco, go on an extreme adventure. Oh, that's a good thing to do. Get your dealer and go on an adventure and and follow the murderer. Where's Waldo? Where's the murderer? Not too bad, huh? And if you're into reading, and I'm sure you can get these on your Kindle, Kindles or your audios and um, whatever else you've got, you can put anywhere nowadays. You can do it on your phones, your iPads, your iPods, your computers, or hey, Google the things that what I don't know how to do that yet. You know, <laughs> anything or what is is Amazon? Is that the Alexa? Is that Amazon? Is that Alexa? Um, all right. Well, if you're into reading or listening to books. The Dharma Bums by Jack Kerouac, 1958, taking place in the chronology of the Beat Generation after On the Road, Dharma Bums explores Kerouac's adventures on the coast, including his introduction to Buddhism and his smoke three journeys into imagination. All right, that sounds like a good one. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas by Hunter S. Thompson, 1971, the granddaddy of all drug novels, Fear and Loathing. These cannabis act as the come-down vehicle for much harder girls. 
with illustrations by Ross Stedman providing an extra dose of the psychedelic. Chronic City by Jonathan Lethem in 2009. The story of Chase in Stedman, a former child star. This book stars late-night cannabis-based conversation. After Stedman meets a recluse and starts smoking with the man, the shadow world of New York is surely explored. Sounds pretty good. Uh, Inherent Vice by Thomas uh, Sinkan. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. 2009, the 1970s California counterculture serves as the backdrop for this novel about real estate corruption and the burnout detective trying to put out all the pieces of the crime back together. All right. So there you go. Books. If you're into the book thing, if you like the book thing, it's a good thing. Books are good. All right. Let's, uh, if they have pictures. Where were we? Who yelled at me? That kid freaked out. Where were we? That, like, we were, in, we were in New York, right? Yeah. Fans club or something? And, oh, boy. Well, we got a little more time for one more story. But, oh, it's 8.53 already? Wow. Let's see. Um, great Green North. Let's read about Canada, eh? Eh? I like it. I like their Canadian flags with the red pot leaf on it. That's cute. I know everybody else did. So, well, what, you know, and now they're convinced it really was. It's just morphed. It's like the Michael Jackson video where everything morphed into another thing. It morphed. (laughs) And uh, how Canada's legalization is affecting Canadians, Americans, and local citizens alike. I love marijuana. I love cannabis. I love whatever it is you want to call it. You call it cannabis. You call it weed. Whatever. It's fantastic. It's all over the planet. Everyone's doing it. And, well, everyone's been doing it, but everyone's coming out of the cannabis closet now. In June 2018, cannabis legislature did what its prime minister had promised again and again on the campaign trail that it would eventually legalize cannabis for adult use. So to take effect in October, the legal Canadian cannabis market is expected to bring billions to the country and make the U.S. Uh, U.S.'s northern neighbor the second country after Uruguay to take the steps of pushing their black market for cannabis out by fully legalizing the plants. And again, way to go, South Korea. Um, what? That's it? No. Oh, no, no, here we go. <laughs> Could the queen stop the party, though? Oh, Canadian's parliament approved legislation that will make the country the second in the world to legalize recreational marijuana. But before you plan a trip across the border to smoke legal weed, note that the legislation still needs Approval by royal assent. After legislation passes Ottawa's House of Commons and Senate, it must be formally approved by the Queen of England's representative in the Commonwealth country, Governor General Julie Payette. Canada technically still considers the British monarch currently Queen Elizabeth II as head of state. However, the monarchy's website explains, as head of state, the Queen has to remain strictly neutral with respect to political matters. The Queen's approval uh, via Payette is largely seen as ceremonial, however, essentially a required rubber stamp of any legislation. The last time a British monarch refused royal assent was in 1707. <laughs> 1707. And damn it, it, that went down in their permanent record. <laughs> it's in the book. God damn right, sorry. <laughs> Boy, All right, 1707. 
Although some legal scholars argue the Queen could technically still veto legislation, the general consensus is that this would never actually happen. Canadian academic James, uh, James Bowden wrote in 2012 that, quote, the reserve powers of the sovereign become obsolete over time, quote. Uh, with disuse, the veto power becomes essentially null in his view. However, Australian academic Anne Twomey has suggested the Queen may sometimes deny royal assent at the advice of her ministers. Nonetheless, it's highly unlikely royal assent will be denied to Bill C-45. Um, Payette issues the Queen's expected approval of the legislation. Canada's government aims to implement the new regulation within 8 to 12 weeks. Prior to the vote, parliamentarian Bill Blair, who was seen as the government's point man on the legislation, told CTV News the government would uh, aim to move forward with implementation soon. We're probably looking at a date of implementation somewhere toward the beginning of September, perhaps mid-September. Commenting on the legislation, John Conroy, president of Normal Canada, an organization that pushed for legalization, told Newsweek the bill is a good first step to explain the le uh, legislation with a little bit of legalization together with a little bit of decriminalization and a whole lot of continued criminalization. I'm feeling just great, uh, Senator Tony Dean, who sponsored the bill in the Senate, told CBC News. We've just witnessed a historic vote for Canada, the end of 90 years of prohibition, transformative social policy, uh, I think a brave move on the part of the government. Passing legislation fulfills the 2015 campaign promise after Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, after Royal Saint Canada, will also become the first G7 nation legalized recreational marijuana. The U.S. neighbor follows Uruguay, which was the first country in the world to legalize recreational cannabis in 2013. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, everywhere around the world, it's going legal. And I can't believe it. That's it. That is the end of a whole hour. Sorry about the mix-up in between. <laughs> but y'all got to hear I read it again. Your movies, your TV shows, your books, um, Get out there and research some of those. And get out there and just support your cannabis people. That's all. Get educated. Let people know what it's all about. Even if it's recreational for some, it's still medical. Right? That's the consensus. It's still medical. Um, at any rate, it's the holidays. Slow down. Take a deep breath. And when you hear the bells, just go on. <laughs> Don't get too upset out there during the holidays. Love each other. Remember, you love each other. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in to Weekday Wednesday, November 28th. We love you guys. Thanks again for the awesome, awesome honors. Thank you, Growers House. Thank you, um, Digital Canada Health Online Digital Magazine. Thank you, Tumbleweed Health Center. We love you. Be smart, be safe, and educate, guys. Don't forget Fleetwood Mac tonight.